Si, how are you doing? Hey Carly, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I got I got away for a couple of days last week in um in a little yeah. cabin in the middle of nowhere. Mm, so we went to, yeah, we went to stay in Gloucestershire near the Cotswolds, just in this little yeah, like, yeah. little like cabin. And it was I mean it was so nice, you know, you know, looking out on the green, hearing the birds. Yeah. Until um until Suki, our, our one year old pup, got down by the lake. Uh, behind all the bramble bushes that we couldn't get to and disappeared for about 20 minutes. And uh, by the end of it, Abby was wading through the lake in her boots and I was <laughs> pushing through the bramble bushes. And then we spent the next couple of days picking like thorns out of our arms and legs. Oh my God. So, you know, hey, what can you do? But, uh, yeah. but no, it was, it was lovely. Oh, good, good, good. But how, about, how about you? You've been up to anything? Uh, a couple of things. So I went there to go and see a musical with my mum uh, recently, The Book of Mormon, which has oh, been nice. on for ages, um, but it's never been a musical that either of us fancied. And I thought, oh, I'll book it up. And then the whole week on the run up to it, she was telling people where she was going and everyone kept going, oh, I've never fancied that, never fancied that. So I don't think any of us were particularly up for it, but it ended up being absolutely hilarious. We had no idea what to expect. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Yeah, because right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I yeah. I think it petered out a little bit in the second half, but um, it was. Well, yeah, we were just in stitches in the first half. Um, oh, I'm glad yeah, you liked it was. That. It was a really good surprise. Awesome. Oh no, that's so good. Yeah, it's one of those one of those shows. I remember like laughing out loud for like large yeah. parts of it. It's a proper. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Anyway, so si, this isn't about kind of weekends away or uh, trips to uh, go and see musical. This is actually about kick-ass employer brands. So let's welcome our listeners. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, as we make our way through season two, who knew we'd get this far, Carly? Yeah, hey? I know. Crazy. Who knew, hey? Crazy. Well, I guess we, you know, wouldn't be another episode if we didn't do employer brand of the week, right? Have you got one? Well, I was going to put the question to you first. <laughs> You, well, I brought a special guest on for, for our, one of our episodes. So I think actually it's your turn for Employer Brand of the Week. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, yes, I do happen to have one. Um, as Good. usual, probably just a bit of light research as opposed to anything really deep and meaningful to yes. bring. But hey, it's, it's, yes. it all still counts. Employer Brand. Employer Brand. Employer Brand of the Week. So um, have you heard of Huel? Are you familiar with Huel? Oh, yes, I have. Would well, you know why? Because obviously I've mentioned him before, Stephen Bartlett, who does the podcast, our CEO. He yeah. is a big promoter of that. So the adverts on his podcast, like, he keeps mentioning Huel. Yeah. Okay, cool. So for those of you who don't know, they do, uh, I believe, kind of like protein drinks and, and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and you may remember them for having a kind of controversial, I don't know if they call it a value or a kind of, you know, almost like a mission statement, but right. they've got a wall in their office which says, don't be a dick on it. And it's their thing, right? Don't, don't be a dick. Uh, okay. And it's, re- it's, it's really Marmite. I'm not, you know, not totally sure how yeah, I feel about it. Yeah, I've that. heard of it before, yeah. Yeah, but, but they popped up the other day on my LinkedIn and they've had a partnership with um, a company called Self Space for just over a year. If you're yeah. not familiar with Self Space, they do um, basically therapy sessions for people. And they, they set up a kind of on the street therapy space in, in Shoreditch and trying to make it just like really accessible to everyone. And yeah. they partnered with Huel for a year and have given them like one on one therapies, workshops and all sorts. And it's, it feels like they're really taking the mental health of their people yeah. seriously. Yeah. And there was, there was a stat on LinkedIn. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sure you could go and research it. Listen, so I think something like 60 something percent of people at Huel have had you know, a one-to-one therapy oh, okay. through this, through this employee benefit. But I just think it's, it's, it's awesome, you know, it's, it, mental health feels like a bit of a, um, a bit of a hot topic around, you know, employer branding and, yeah. um, you know, I, I guess kind of culture in general. And a lot of the time, I think people 
you know, try and do something in that space, but perhaps don't go whole hog. And it's nice to see a company that actually, do you know what, that's sort of taken it to the point of, well, you know, having yeah. someone sit down and talk to people is, is probably kind of what they need. So, so yeah. That's interesting, actually, and quite timely. So, because I think last week or this week is Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, and I saw a few headlines, um, and I think it's a new term, well-being washing. A few companies are being accused of well-being washing because what they do is they go all out from a PR perspective to say what they do for their people in Mental Health Awareness Week. But actually, the reality doesn't match up to that. Um, so, yes, well-being washing is the, the latest equivalent of green washing. Uh, there we go. Makes a lot of sense. Mm. Cool. But yeah, there we go. I saw that and thought that was nice. Oh, anyway. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Oh, I thought you were going to say, because they've got a value, don't be a dick, that they got rid of this partner that I had a relation with because they thought they were a dick. To- totally feasible. <laughs> totally feasible. That would have been yeah, a much I better can... story. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so let's uh, get on to our uh, guest for this week. Uh, it is Vanessa Ferris. Vanessa is the head of employer brand at a company called Move, with two O's, Move. Um, and they are a Nigerian-born global startup, and they provide revenue-based vehicle financing to mobility entrepreneurs. What that means, I do not know, Sai, but we are going to find out. Awesome. Well, I'm intrigued by that, uh, that meaty intro. Yes. Awesome. Let's chat to Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining. Oh, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So tell us a little bit about you, Vanessa. Uh, my name is Vanessa Ferris. I'm head of employer brand at Move. Um, I am only a month in to Move, so, yeah. uh, which is very exciting. Um, I just took a three month career break to go traveling in my camper van. So oh, um, I oh, am wow. rested, refreshed and um, yeah, struggling to integrate into normal corporate life. But yeah we're getting, we're getting there there's uh i mean there's a risk of now just talking this whole session about your campaign <laughs> uh, could, could you quickly tell us where, where did you go what did you do that sounds awesome yeah so it was our honeymoon uh and oh. we recently got a camper van oh, thank you and um we just kind of set off around europe we didn't have much time to plan it so we just booked a one-way ferry to france um oh, and then went so cool. Up in Scandinavia, did lots of adventurous stuff uh, and then sort of gradually got slower and slower as we ended up just in vineyards in France, eating cheese and drinking <laughs> wine. So. Sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm very jealous. You've actually got a camera fan. Have you kept it? So we have. T- oh, nice. Yeah, she's called, uh, she's called Valerie. Valerie the Volkswagen. Oh, I love um, it. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it won't be too long until we can get back out again. Yeah. Um, so, well, so, so now you're raring to go at Move. And um, I was trying to explain to Sai before you joined what Move do. And I had to read it off in terms of revenue based vehicle financing for mobility entrepreneurs, which I have no idea what it is. So I was hoping you could explain. Well, I think you've nailed it. <laughs> um, that, is, that is certainly the wording that we're using. Um, yeah. But if I'm completely honest, that's one of our big yeah. challenges yeah. is uh, yeah, being able to clearly articulate what we do. Um, and I've spoken to loads of different people since I've joined and everyone describes it as something a little bit differently through the lens of what they're doing. So most commonly, people tend to talk about the problem that we're trying to solve for. 
uh, which is people who are locked out of the financial system. So uh, in sub-Saharan Africa, where MOVE originated, it's really difficult to get a car. Um, it's re- really difficult depending on kind of interest rates and credit history. Uh, and what we do is we give our customers the vehicle and then they can become a mobility entrepreneur. So they're able to use that vehicle in order to, to make a living. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing purpose for a company. So yeah, I guess that's, that's quite that's interesting brilliant. as part. So many businesses struggle to find like a really compelling purpose that would attract people and keep people to stay there. So are you kind of feeling like that that's, there's some strength in that purpose? Yeah, massively. And one of the country managers that I was speaking to a couple of weeks ago, he said, we, in my country, we've put 2000 cars on the road already. And he says, I don't, see that as 2,000 cars on the road. It's 2,000 drivers who are now able to have a really dignified way of earning money and being able to provide for their family. And it's really transforming those individuals' lives. So that's really, really cool. Um, And then the business model is slightly different outside of Sub-Saharan Africa. So in the UK, we launched uh, recently and our fleet is 100% electric vehicles. So we're kind of solving for a slightly different problem in this market. Yeah. Well, Sai will be very interested in that because he's recently gone electric, haven't you? Sai? Yeah, I, I have. <laughs> I mean, I won't bang on about it, but yeah, it's, it's definitely it's the way forward, right? It's, I think it's great. If you I, might, I might be having to give you a call and ask you electric vehicle questions then. <laughs> oh, do it. I mean, I, I love chatting about it. So just give me a call. That's great. Um, but look, it's, I mean, it's, it sounds like it's, it's an awesome... Uh, it's an awesome purpose like what you guys are doing is is, is pretty amazing to be honest so i mean you're obviously still early in the job right but how how have you found it so far in terms of trying to recruit people do people's eyes light up when they hear this or you know is is it is it not quite that simple yeah so it is different for different roles i think for um i mean we're currently very operations heavy but we're moving towards being a fintech organization so people um in the kind of world of Deliveroo and Uber and they, those people have heard of us. But then when we're looking at kind of other talent group um in the tech space, for example, they haven't heard of us. So we do have a big awareness challenge from that perspective. But when we start talking to people about the mission, the impact on customers, uh, the impact on the environment, uh, and sort of our impact goals, people are really, really excited about it. And also from the investment perspective as well, we are getting so much investment and that's a really exciting opportunity for people wanting to join the scale up. So yeah, awareness is the big one for us at the moment, which is great for me because it means you get, we get to do lots of fun um, campaigns and things, but um, yeah, it's, we're relatively unknown at the moment. Nice. And, and, and are you able to talk to us a little bit about what that awareness activities are kind of what, you know, what they're looking like, some of the exciting stuff you've got coming up? Is it, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you can't talk about stuff, don't worry. But if there's anything you can tell us, that, that would be fab. So it's early days. Uh, so there's not been anyone in Employ Brand before at Move. So the company was only founded in 2020. So at the moment, what I'm doing is a lot of the unsexy, unglamorous <laughs> building foundations. So sure. um, okay. I've been doing lots of research as to what the people team need, what the recruitment team need. And it's just lots of quick wins at this stage. Uh, and then 
at the beginning of next year, I'll be going into market, doing lots of employee workshops and things. And that's when we'll start to gather those stories and use that to create content and things. But it's definitely going to be very testimonial-led, very employee-led. And that's a kind of mirror to our consumer brand as well, which is all about telling the stories of the drivers. So um, not sure what we're going to be doing yet. Um, But yeah, it will definitely be be very storytelling focused, very people focused um, and just getting the great, um, we call them movers. So we're coining that term. I like it. uh, Yeah, (laughs) telling the story of our movers uh, in order to inspire people to join us. Yeah. And have you got that that story, I guess, do you, do you, does that exist kind of on paper yet for you guys or is it something that's still kind of evolving? And also the EVP, have you got an EVP to work with or is it something you've got to build? No EVP, no story yet. Uh, so <laughs> it is, yeah, very much, very much starting from scratch. Um, and what I'm finding is just how quickly organization is changing when i got offered the job i think there were 80 people working here and then yeah. by the time i joined i think i was employee number 430 wow, uh, wow. <laughs> it is rapidly changing i think that's one of the challenges as well is developing the evp while also being able to iterate it evolve it take on board how the organization's changing um, so I think a huge part of my job is going to be listening, yeah. uh, and I've got a direct channel to the co-CEOs and the founders, uh, and just being able to tell them what people are feeling. Um, people are really open about their challenges here, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I see my role as being an advocate for the movers. Um, yeah and communicating that to the leaders. And I'm sure there's going to be some stuff about that in the employer brand when we get there, uh, about the kind of sense of ownership and the pace and sense of sort of personal responsibility of it as well. So yeah, we'll see. It's all, yeah. all there to be designed. Yeah. And really interesting, I guess, the, the leadership, and I guess, was it the founding members? who recognised that they needed somebody in an employer brand straight away, pretty much straight away, I guess, if you recruited when they had 86 employees, because I guess they realised the growth trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's really exciting for the employer brand industry that yeah. organisations are starting to... It's a bit of an unsung hero, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so I think it's really exciting that, that organisations are starting to recognise that. Uh, and the founders um, have come from consulting backgrounds and they understand how important culture is. Uh, They've got this really audacious goal and mission for the company and everyone really needs to be super aligned on that vision. And as the company is growing so quickly, it's just a huge risk if the culture is not right. So a lot of my work is going to be on the external facing brand and reputation, but it's also touching policies, ways of working, um, like how we behave, how we communicate, all of that stuff. And it's kind of just really highlighting to me how 
interlinked all these things are. Uh, but yeah, I think it's amazing that they recognize the importance of it so early on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's much easier to put these things in place now than to fix it when it's a problem. Yeah, completely. Yeah, when, when you're talking about what I was thinking, there's, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people listening in who've got businesses of thousands and thousands of people who kind of wish that they had some ability to try and kind of guide the culture of it as it goes. But, you know, when you get to a certain size, the culture kind of just is what it is and then you can make small kind of changes to it. But I guess, yeah, do, do you feel like you guys have an opportunity to try and kind of guide it as things grow? And is that yeah. kind of part of the ethos? Yeah, definitely. We have um, bi-weekly town halls, which is uh, the leaders talking about what they're, what they're seeing, update on the business, introducing some teams. Um, and it was, yeah, amazing to see that some of the, the themes that I was picking up from my conversations and had a conversation with them about on Friday came up in this call today. Um, and I think it's just an amazing example of the, you said we did. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's really exciting. Mm. And it sounds quite unique, I guess, what Moo does. Are they unique in the market? Have they got competitors doing similar things or, or I guess we'll, we'll be trying to do similar things quite quickly. And therefore, are you looking at those companies in terms of what they're doing from an employer brand perspective? I think it's, uh, it's a really interesting business model. It's a really, really good idea that the guys had. Uh, so I think that they'll, we're probably going to have more competitors soon. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so it's, the reason why it's attracted so much investment is because it's a novel concept uh, yeah. and it's one that really addresses real world problems, the supply and demand that our partners have. So Uber, for example, want to turn on in lots of different markets and locations and we'll we can be that partner to help them do that so at the moment i don't think there's a huge amount of competition out there but the founders really want to recruit top talent in uh in all the departments and so as you know when we're recruiting for top talent our competitors are everyone who's also looking to recruit top talent so uh yeah i think our competitors for talent is a really really broad the really really broad church for operations yeah. which is the majority of the business uh there is a degree of you have to have been able to you have to have done it before just because we expect people to move so quickly and become established so quickly sure. um yeah, so looking at fleet, for example, we need people that have managed fleet before. Uh, and that's quite a specific skill set. And that will be the challenge. Yeah. And I guess, and where are you going to find, I guess, these, uh, I guess, this top talent? Obviously, I know that they, it's quite broad, but I guess, is there a specific way that you're trying to reach them because you know the specific type of people that you are looking for? So we have an amazing team of in-house recruiters uh, and they are just reaching out to people all the time on LinkedIn. Mm. It's very yeah. relationship driven, very kind yeah. of personalizing what our offer is for that individual, taking the time to get to know them. Uh, so that's the, that's the approach that we've got at the moment and is, is working well for us. Once we're yeah. able to have that conversation with people, people get really excited about the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my role will be to 
make sure in future when they reach out to people, they're more likely to have heard of us because at the moment yes. they're, they're meeting that. Oh, I haven't heard of you. What do you do? Okay, that's interesting. Um, so I'm really hoping to reduce that time for them um, yeah. and get increasing our reputation. Yeah, definitely. That always sounds pretty awesome, I've got to be honest. And um, I, I guess like, it's probably worth us having a chat with you in a year or two when you've really gone after the tech talent you were talking about, right, as well. Because I think everyone's after their share of tech talent and competing with some of the really sort of big names out there. So, uh, so when you crack that one, come back and tell us. And uh, I'm sure everyone will be really <laughs> eager to hear. Yeah, well, we've got um, our new head office in Dubai. Uh, and our CTO was saying to the other day that she wants to bring everyone from Silicon Valley to Silicon Desert. So I can, <laughs> I can give you oh, wow. an update in a year or so how uh, Silicon Desert is getting on. Yeah. Awesome. We'll, uh, we'll book our tickets to Dubai then and we'll, uh, we'll come out and see you. Um, and so, <laughs> Vanessa, it's been great to hear, um, hear about the company. Um, before, before you're at Move, you obviously you had your traveling trip and you, I mean, you kind of worked in employer brand elsewhere as well, right? So how, mm-hmm. how does it kind of compare your, your sort of previous experiences? And- uh, yes, this is actually my first in-house role. Okay. So very different. Uh, I've previously been working agency side for the nine years before that. Uh, so it's, it is very different working in-house to agency. Um, I am finding that when you're agency side, you've got quite often got very, very established organizations who want to take their employer brand a further one percent you know it's kind of incremental gains how can we get that little bit Mm. better change that thing just a little bit more Uh, whereas i'm finding in in move it's you've just got to get everything back to basics beforehand Mm. and it's easy to get really really excited about all these different strategies and campaigns and things that you want to do but i'm having to find myself to kind of um yeah slow down, do things one step at a time. Um, but yeah, I started off at uh, Stafford Long um, working. I started as a event admin and worked my way up to account exec, client manager, um, and then moved to TMP, which is where I was most recently. Mm. Uh, and was in client service and got to do uh, lots of really cool work. So working on Diageo's employee brand, WorldPay, Ericsson, some really, really cool brands. Uh, and that made me think, oh, I want to do employee branding. Uh, so I made the yeah. move into a employee brand strategist role uh, a couple of years before coming to move. Yeah. So, and, awesome. so then you thought, so what, and then what made you think that you want to go in-house? Um, so... I did loads of pitches uh, and I, I used to r- really like doing pitches. They you know, mm. had those big ideas and nothing's, o- nothing's off the table um, and things. But I was sort of starting to feel that you never really get the full picture when you're, um, when you're external, on your agency side. And I think part of me wanted to really do something tangible. Mm. Uh, and what I'm actually loving is that you can work so quickly when you're in-house. You can yeah. see a problem, you can come up with a solution, and you can deploy it and get feedback really, really quickly. 
Um, So that's that's something that I'm really enjoying. And uh, the other part was the impact piece. Uh, It was, yeah, I felt that I wanted my next move to be something that I felt really good about doing. uh, That I was kind of, there was an end product that that was, was benefiting people. So that was important to me as well. Yeah, and then being able to see the result as well. You, you don't always get to see agency side, do you? No, and we've got really clear goal as a business, and I can see from employer branding how bringing in the best people can contribute to that. Mm. So I like the tangible, it being tangible in a big sense, and then also in that yeah that day to day sense of actually being able to to do stuff. Mm. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you. Um, I think it's probably time for a final question. So um, I guess all of your, your kind of wisdom being agency side and then, and then in-house, if you had to kind of pull out one tip to, to give to our kind of listeners uh, how to help with their employer brand, what would it be? I think it would be something along the lines of just being a champion for whatever you're doing. Uh, I think there's a bit of a sort of running joke when I was at TMP that when I did an employer brand project, they didn't know whether I was going to go and work for that company or not because I'd get so excited <laughs> <laughs> about that organization. Um, I would have, you know, a work crush on the people that were working there and, <laughs> and stuff. And I think that unless you're really excited about that organization and you really want to tell that story, you can't inspire a creative team. You can't inspire the media team. You can't inspire the client when you're training people about it. So um, yeah, definitely something about being a champion. And I think the same is true in-house as well. Um, mm. I want to be fostering a really collaborative, supportive culture at Move. So I need to start doing that myself. Mm. Um, so I like to think that I'm a cheerleader for the team and for people when they're, they're doing stuff culture related as well. Mm. Love it. Lovely tip. Thank you very awesome. much. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for joining our podcast. Ah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, that was a nice chat, wasn't it? Yeah, really. I felt like that had a different, little bit of a different angle from uh, to previous conversations. Uh, maybe because Vanessa's so kind of new, so you can kind of really kind of you know feel and hear um, kind of her um, passion, but also in terms of actually her being an advocate rather than um, employer brand specialists tend to talk about creating advocates but she's saying she wants to be an advocate and a champion yeah. which i thought was really nice it's funny she came across i mean she seemed like a really like an infectious soul in like the nicest possible way like an, yeah. a, i can imagine her like kind of rallying a real team of people behind her and, and doing really well and i feel like she's kind of landed in a in a start that's really exciting it kind of matches yeah, uh, you know sort of matches it almost so yeah yeah, no, it's awesome. And, and it sounds yeah. like you know, well, well, the journey she's got ahead of her is really exciting in terms of the opportunities and selling that story. You know, that's, that's got to be good. So, um, yeah. yeah, I wish her the best. It'd be, yeah, it'd be good to check in with her in like a year's time, see where they're at. Yeah, but that was good. Really enjoyed that chat. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening to Kick-Ass Employer Brands, the podcast. And we will see our listeners on the next episode. See you later. Bye.